We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. There's a whole burst to it. 20. Right steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still to see. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams offensive back Michael Stewart, and play that funeral dirge because the season is over. It's dead for the Rams. They finished five and twelve, losing in overtime to the Seahawks yesterday. 19 to 16, and I, I I don't know, Mike, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I guess we should, but, I mean, the season's been over for a while, so what do you say to this, man? I would say we are walking or in lockstep on that. Uh yeah, this season was a little bit disappointing, to say the least. So, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, though, you know, going forward, though. A lot of, a lot of happenings going on with, you know, is Baker Mayfield coming back? Is McVay stepping away? Obviously, uh, is this Black Monday today or is that next Monday? That's today. And we've got a couple <laughs> of firings in already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, one that really surprised me, actually, but I, I guess – Sometimes it, I shouldn't be surprised, honestly. But um, let's which one was that? Let's, let's let's go with that first. You know, we we can talk about the game. We definitely can. 
two firings yeah. already as of this recording, and I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Cardinals, gone. That one is not surprising. We have we had felt for a while now he lost that team. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So that one didn't surprise me. You know what did surprise me? Lovey Smith getting fired. That surprised me as well. Uh, again, I saw some commentary that he was going to meet with them uh, sooner than later. <clears throat> so I guess, you know, as soon as he touched down, they said, hey, thanks, but no thanks. But that was a little bit of a surprise, only for a lot of the pundits, if you will, saying, oh, well, they got, they'll have some cap room. They'll have some draft picks. They'll have things that'll be great going forward. And it's always kind of like, okay, well, can a guy get a shot to be part of the great going forward part? But I, I think the idea that uh, Sean Payton is out there and maybe some of the other coaches who may get let go that they may want to bring in maybe is what they're looking at. But, yeah, I was definitely surprised. Oh, I think what surprised me is the fact that it was pretty obvious that despite the record, he did a good job. Yeah, he did a very, yeah. He did a, I mean, like you gave this guy basically a couple broke-down kitchen sinks, a toilet, <laughs> um, and expected him to make a filet mignon. Yeah, yeah. And, and a, But, honestly, this team, in my view, they they played hard for him every week. They didn't have talent. You know, they fire off this, you know, big upset win yesterday, and that puts them in in line. They lost the first number one pick of the draft over it. They lost yeah. the first pick of the draft over it. But, I mean, this guy was getting a lot out of – I mean, he got a lot out of these players. He really, he really did. did. Really did. And, you know, I saw something late last night that said that might have caused him to get fired. So I go, well, that's crazy, but are we really thinking that that first pick is going to be, you know, that much significant than the second pick? I mean, I don't know. I haven't really, we haven't dug too deep into, you know, what teams need and things like that. But yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy to win a game when you could say, hey, man, this is something that can kick us off going forward, offseason, draft next year and let's build on it but nevertheless see you later mr lovey smith I, oh, I think that's the thing i think you know when i look at how he how his teams fought i mean they fought and they fought this year and i'm looking at the rest of his career and i'm thinking oh my gosh like he went to illinois didn't do well there he was a head coach in tampa didn't do well there lovey smith really i mean was not tampa was i'm um, sorry chicago he's not really done in my view a great job as a head coach I mean, I think that's fair to say. Yet, despite that, going down there and being like three and thirteen and one or fourth or something like that, I honestly believe this was his best coaching job. He had he kept these guys going all the way to the end with no talent. They don't have anybody. They got draft picks and cap room, but they don't have really much in the cupboard right now and look forward to for the next couple of years, and yet they competed every week. You can't say that for a lot of the bad teams in the NFL. You really can't, and yet they did. So I guess, you know, I guess that's what surprises me. Like, the guy finally did a good job in a position, and they fire him anyways, but when you want your guy 
and he's not your guy, then that, you know, I'll tell you. I think it I think Mike, by the way, I think it's garbage. You bring this guy in to basically be a caretaker for one year and fire him. That's what they do. Well, that that's kind of the thing, and you go, you know, Levy, why would you take that? But I guess, you know, if you're up to the challenge, you're going to say, Well, you know, I've been here a year coaching the defense. Hey, let's do some different things. And if you look back at some of their games, I mean, they're losing games over time. Uh, they're losing by four points to the Cowboys, had them on the ropes. Uh, you know, obviously losing to the Browns, I guess the, the owner could say, oh, man, you know, we should have beat them at least. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot to say for how they played throughout the year. And, again, you just hope that someone gets a chance. But as you noted, if you look at it, just ultimate track record, that could get you. And, you know, depended, you know, maybe again, he had a talk with the owner and he maybe suggested not so much like Brian Flores where, hey, man, we'll pay you to lose. But maybe it was somewhat suggested or understood. Hey, man, I would really like to get that first pick. Let's not play those starters. You know, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see maybe what comes out in the next couple days, weeks. It'll be very interesting to see whatsoever. You know, and it might be they're chasing their guy like Sean Payton or so on and so forth. I don't, I would, I don't see a Sean Payton wanting to go coach there. Sean Payton's right. going to want to walk into a place where he can possibly win now. And you know, that takes me back to the Rams, by the way, the team we actually, you know, cover and all. Um, a lot of stuff coming out today about McVay. His last two co- conferences have been very kind of, you know, uh, looks a little hopeless. And you kind of get this idea that, you know, he might not be coming back. But if anybody's been listening to the show now for a while, have we not been saying, I'll be surprised if, you know, he's here in a couple of years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We both said it uh, for different reasons because, you know, but again, you look at things changing. I saw a quote on, I think it was Twitter from his wife, uh, new wife, talking about, yeah, it's very hard to, you know, be the wife or have a family of a, a guy who's playing, you know, so. If it's Sean McVay, you've got a Super Bowl, you're young, you could literally go, you know what, hon, honey, I'm going to take the next year off and let's start our family or whatever. And, you know, and then I'll get back after it. You know, I don't know. But, you know, I think when you've done some things and and again, you know, he's been at it, even though he's young for a while, as soon as he got out of uh, college, he was in the coaching, so he may be a little burned out. But guys like that, they don't go away for long. You know, I think it depends. You know, the rumor was that the rumor was that Amazon offered him close to a hundred million dollars. That was the rumor. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's I'm real. Sorry, I mean, yeah. Well, listen, I went into social media. It's on the Facebook groups, and, and people are hammering McVeigh. One person called him as much as a coward for not wanting to be part of a rebuild. And to me, this is very simple. Let me back it up to you. You are a high school coach in a a district where they take their football seriously. 
probably a little too football seriously. Would you agree or disagree? For sure. Okay. And if I remember correctly from our conversations, and I'm not divulging private information, people, but from our conversations, you could I could tell you you were in a position there where this was a lot of stress. Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah, it got stressful. So funny, Derek. She's so perceptive. My wife was talking about that, you know, with me going back to school today, you know, given some of the things that are going on in our world across the board in the classroom. You know, when you're seeing a six-year-old first grader shoot a teacher with a gun, you go, okay, what is going on? And a lot of the other things, but absolutely. And to your point, coaching football depending on how well you want to do it there's no way to get around it you have to put the time in i would imagine at the nfl level especially with a guy like mcveigh you know these are type of guys sleeping in the office and doing that kind of stuff i mean that's it's a lot of time commitment. that's interesting you say that because that's exactly what McVeigh was known for doing he was known for being there t- you know 12 14 16 hours a day yeah you know and this guy is in his 30s he he's been going hard since he got there yeah and yet, yeah you know and I think people forget this and in and the same conversation that I was just referencing before with a, with a fan they also noted well people don't say anything you know people get mad when players, request a trade or are, you know, pushing out to leave a year after they sign a new deal. And my response to that, to all this is very simple. Hey, this is apples and oranges. McVeigh's not trying to leave to go to another team. That's not what he's doing. That's not what he's doing at all. What he's doing, what he's doing potentially is trying to go, you know, geez, heaven forbid, actually, I mean, have a <laughs> have a life. You know, it's not the same. It's apples and oranges. Let me let me frame it this way. Anybody out there who's going after McVeigh for potentially leaving, let's put yourself in his shoes. He's been going hardcore now for five years, or is it six? 2017, 18, 19, 20, years. Okay, been going hardcore, 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 hardcore. And in the process of him going hardcore, he's made the Rams one of the most successful franchises in the league. They've won a Super Bowl, all this, but they've also put tons of hours in. He's had turnover galore from his coaching staff. You get the pressures of being in a the number two media country, media market in the country, and you are still in your 30s with a hot wife. I mean, give the guy credit. His wife is very nice looking. They're young. They want to start a family. And here comes Amazon saying, you know what, dude, if you want a chance to do something else, we'll pay you $100 million to go to the broadcast booth where he can finally have his weeks with his with his wife. I mean, that gives you space to have a family. That gives you space to do all these other things you want to do. And you're going to essentially get paid more than you ever would beforehand. So tell me anybody, would you or would you not do this? I don't take that as being cowardly. I see that as career advancement. Well, think about it, Derek. The bottom line is all that comes out to be in the end is jealousy. Okay? It's like making it to the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball. Only so many people are going to make it to that level. 
Okay, it's just like a coach. Only so many coaches. We've seen it. We've talked about it. There have been coaches coaching 20, 30, 40 years, never even had an opportunity to be the head coach of an NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball franchise, soccer, whatever you want to go. So the idea that you could become a head coach, late 20s, do some of the things that he's done and still have most of your life in front of you, yeah, he can parlay that into something that most people can't go, well, hey, I, I'm a good broadcaster. I want to make $100 million a year. They're going to say, why? Who are you going to bring to the to the ratings game? So that becomes jealousy. And I definitely, people talk about this craziness and we all can, you know, throw our two cents in it. But believe me, Derek, if you or I had an opportunity to move from a teaching position to say the principal of a school and go make 500000 are you going to take that job? And the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, to leave the pressures of the classroom and do a different right. job, you know, for makes it much more worthwhile. I mean, I love teaching. Yes, you know, yes. And it's obvious if you listen to the, if you actually listen to the whole presser from today, he still loves coaching. Absolutely. But I mean, the, it's been a five years of a ride and you're looking at, we're going to talk about this in a minute, a potential rebuild or at least a re um, a reloading. Right. right. So, I mean, this, this isn't going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. So if he chooses to leave, I'm not judging that man. I do. I wonder who's coming behind him because those are some big shoes to fill. But, you know, I don't blame the guy for stepping away. And by the way, the Rams have him under contract. So if he chooses to come back to the NFL and go anywhere, teams are going to have to trade for him. Oh, and absolutely. Absolutely. There's going to be compensation and, for that to the Rams. Draft picks. Well, well, think about it, Derek. Let's just say we're living in our quote-unquote dream home, family home, or something like that. Right. And sometimes you get these knocks on the door. People, hey, I would like to buy your house. Uh, it's not on the market. And well, you know, I really would like it. You know, I do this. Nah, nah, I'll pay you this. And then you start just kind of, nah, nah, I'm not ready for that. Then you throw the old, well, make me an offer I can't refuse. And if they go, man, your house. Let's just throw out a number. It's worth two hundred thousand. They go, man. I'll give you eight hundred fifty thousand cash. You're gonna go, uh, no, thank you. No, you're gonna say, I'm gonna work and when do I move? Well, you know what's interesting, and, I, and many people, many people who aren't history teachers or history buffs won't won't know this or remember this. But that reminds me of the, you know, again, the history teacher in me. That reminds me of you know, Carnegie Steel all. 100 plus years ago, the whole reason it became U.S. still the largest steel maker in the world under J.P. Morgan was basically J.P. Morgan wanted to buy Carnegie out. And it was like, name your price kind of thing. And Carnegie named his price and like J.P. Morgan's like, okay, got it. it. It was a crazy number. It made Carnegie the richest person in the world. It, don't tell me that if you flip this forward, and Amazon comes back again and says, listen, man, 
I will pay you a $100 million contract for you to come work for us. And this contract is set. You don't have to worry about Super Bowl runs or anything. Don't tell me he's not going to take it. He's making $14 million a year, apparently, with the Rams as a head coach. I'm taking that $100 mil and I'm going, knowing that I can come back and coach anytime I want, by the way. It's right. a no-brainer. It's, it's a, a no-brainer. No because think about it, uh, DC. We can sit here and he's going to, because he did some things at, as a at as a younger coach, that's the standard he's already set. So the reality is, how can I get above the standard I've already set when there's so many variables that are out of your control? Draft picks, people leaving the game. I mean, he I don't know. We don't know what is Aaron Donald gonna do. Maybe he got win like, hey coach, I'm out of here. I don't know. But the bottom line is there's so many things out of a coach's control, even if you have control to hire and let go of coaches and you got a lot of say in the players that come and go. So be it, but you can't predict injuries. You can't predict just like this season, the things that happen to put the Rams in this situation. And so when you put all those things together, and again, his grandfather, McVeigh, who passed away, that does something to you as well. You lose someone you love. You, you've been around the game since you were little. And again, it, it, as you said, it's a, it's a no-brainer. If someone says, man, you could come in and put a few hours in be around the game, have a good time talking about it. You're not getting judged on everything you say and everything you mm -hmm. do. You're going to be able to just offer some insights that a lot of people probably would never get from just the normal uh, announcer broadcaster. So, yeah, I don't know how you fought a person that uh, can do that. Well, I, and I also want to note this as well. I want to just let me note this, that – Given how McVeigh thinks, his memory, I mean, those of you who have been paying attention to his press conference, his, his memory's bananas. He's going to be a phenomenal analyst wherever he goes. He might very quickly rise to being one of the best analysts in the league. That's how, that's how his mind works. So of course. I, I don't see this as you know him just doing a cash grab. He's going to be very good at what he does. It, again, let me go back to this very beginning. There are Rams fans that they're called a coward saying this and saying that. And I'm just saying, listen, dude, you know you do it too. You do it too. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. Well, wait, hold on. Before I move forward to the, to the ads, I just want to note this one last thing as well. It doesn't mean that I, I think he's going. I don't know. It's a no-brainer if it's me. You know, it's a no-brainer for most people. However, I want to note this one last thing. Sean McVay has invested five years plus as the head coach of the Rams. He has taken them to a certain bowl. There's an attachment there. There's a lot of what he's done. Those are his footprints on that franchise, his fingerprints on that franchise. And if it's me or any competitor out there, there's no way on earth I want to leave like this. I don't want to leave when I just went through what I went through. I, these, this guy's don't Sean McVay is a competitive dude. 
And he saw the vast majority of his franchise tank. And uh, by the way, I want to note this. Mike, I don't know if people realize this. This team played hard for much of the last month of this season. They should have won that game yesterday. They got ripped off. The fishing yesterday, crap, by the way. Okay. They played yeah. everybody hard the rest of the way down. He deserved, they, he coached his head off for what was a bunch of third and fourth stringers out there. He really did. He deserves credit for that. They didn't win the way we want them to win heading out. But again, a bunch of third and fourth stringers. Sean McVay coached his head off this last month. And I think that all these reports about him potentially, in my view, leaving a franchise, it's heading into a rebuild. They don't have the draft capital. They're in salary cap, you know what. And I'm sitting there thinking, do you not know this franchise as well as you think? Because that's not really, if you know the Rams front office, especially their money, their way they work contracts, they're not in salary cap hell. They will figure it out. They've been doing that for 10 years. There's no team better than the league managing their books in the Rams. They have one more year where they don't have a first-round pick. They'll finally have a first-round pick next year. Okay, they have other comp- compensatory picks coming in. Compensatory picks. They're not the cupboard. It's not a great draft cabinet, but to say they have no draft capital is a lie. Okay. There is there's more to this franchise that means the eye. And Mike, I don't the the reporting coming anywhere from NFL.com to uh to Jay Glazer, all, all these dudes who are saying the Rams are heading for a rebuild, unless these guys retire. Now, if Aaron Donald retires and you know, Ramsey requests a trade and McVay retires. Yeah, they're heading towards rebuild. But if they bring that nucleus back another year, they're not heading towards that rebuild yet. If they bring them back and they're healthy, they start next year off healthy, they, they're they still a contending team. The rebuild's coming, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't talent that buried this franchise this year. It was the injuries. Well, absolutely. I mean, you can look at a guy like, uh, I wasn't so high on him when he got back, Cam Akers. I mean, that guy kind of showed he can be really legit, you know. And so you've you got some of the other guys who started to start showing up down the stretch. Again, you know, you had Baker Mayfield come in here, you know, a higher gun truly. And, you know, look pretty decent. And yesterday, if that ball's not a little bit, Underthrown, he tried to put air a little bit too much air on it, but you know, if if he hits that, I mean, game is over. But to your point, officiating is just I don't know, man, where the inconsistency goes. But nevertheless, uh, you still got a shot when you get into overtime. But yes, I don't see it being as a rebuild. You need some a couple linemen, and then you just need everybody defensively to be healthy. But again, they're talking about the defensive coordinator possibly getting some calls to interview for head jobs. And we found out that uh, the OC is going back to his college gig. So, again, you're going to now have another coaching turnover and trying to get guys. And when you think about it, that happening every year. Yeah, that might wear on you a little bit. But again. 
I just can't see somebody turning down the opportunity to have some sameness, not have to worry about, again, they had a player that had to end up in the hospital that no one knows, like, well, when did this happen? So with everything that happened with the uh, Hamlin at Buffalo, it makes people start really uh, reevaluating what's most important. Well, and that's really it. So let's get back to that in a moment. Here's a word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, so going back to these Rams, let's let's break this down. The Rams go lose 19-16 in overtime. They finish 5-12. and 12. Uh, We already hear all the rumblings and grumblings about Sean McVay. I, can, I would say, Mike, tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think if Sean McVay retires, so does Aaron Donald. Would you agree? Absolutely, unless it's a certain coach ends up showing up. What is that again, certain coach? What certain coach would get? Do you think would get uh, Aaron Donald to stay? Yeah, I don't know uh, because one. which one? Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. But you know they're going to want a whole boatload for Sean Payton to mm-hmm. come, and so that that would be different. But I'm thinking, what do you think about the whole? Uh, I think a guy like Jim Harbaugh could get him to stay as well. You know, and, and 
Jim Harbaugh would be a good four or five year fix. Right. That's that's what he'll do. You know, Jim Harbaugh in the NFL is not going to last longer than four or five years of the franchise. I'm surprised he's lasted as long as he has in Michigan. He's just so rough around the edges. Uh, I, you know, but his personality, his style, I wonder how much that would clash with what the Rams do. I really do. You know, the Rams are, are, are a little flashier. They're a little this, a little that. I would relish the idea of seeing him go play San Francisco, though. Right. That's what I mean. So you got to get someone who can go, you know, deal with those guys. He proved when he got to the Niners, he could kind of turn a team around. And that's where he's done everywhere. So when I think of coaches, I'm thinking, okay, a hardball could be available. Uh, What do you think about a guy like Mike McCarthy? Because I guarantee you, man, I shouldn't guarantee, but. There's something about when Jerry Jones just came out and said, Mike McCarthy, I don't think he has a chance to be there next year. I don't care if they go to the championship game. No, See, I'm going to call this right now because after that game this last weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, my gosh. (laughs) That team laid down flat in the, oh, I can't. How I say this? I believe Mike McCarthy's in a hot garbage job from the get go. He's been surviving yeah. on the on the talent of that team, but whenever their back is against the wall, they don't finish the job. Right. And so I would say this: if Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, geez, McCarthy does not make it to the championship game, he's going to be fired. And I do not want that guy anywhere near this franchise. Okay, so he's out the door. Obviously, they're not bringing Lovey in. Now, do you think they go back after a... It would be hard to, but would they try to... Would would a Staley flip back to the Rams or would someone in-house? But maybe somebody on his staff or Zach Taylor's staff, or how about this one? This is the one I'd be intrigued about. How about Eric B. Enemy, one of your boys? Yeah, I think that would be a great, but I think it goes back to fit. I don't think he fits kind of with the management style of the Rams. You don't think so? I think he'd be a great fit. I think well, Cam Akers would, I think Cam Akers would love that guy. Oh, Cam Akers <laughs> would definitely love him. He would be probably a 2,000 almost yard rusher with him. You'd no never see Cam, Cam would never leave the Rams. <laughs> Now, do you think of a guy like a Brian Flores or Dan Quinn? No, no. What about those names? You no, know, and I don't, I don't, I, I, I hate to say this, man. I think I don't, I don't know how. Let me let me say this carefully. Brian Flores, in my opinion, was a man of integrity in how he managed himself as a head coach of the Dolphins. That said. The NFL is, to my belief, still a good old boys league. And I don't think there's any chance on earth a franchise signs Brian Flores to a head coaching job for a while, if ever again. Yeah, I definitely agree because in the sense that the NFL, they are always going to let you know we run this show. That's why we put a guy like Goodell. We're going to make sure he's well compensated. 
but he's really going to speak for us. It's going to look like he's speaking for everyone. But yeah, really. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a guy like Goodell, you know, this is this is by the way, and by the way, this is why Cap never came back in the league. And people will try and put it with race and this and that. Right. No, this was, this was the good old boys telling Cap, no, no, you know, yeah. and they they provided opportunities for him, but those opportunities were opportunities that, where he had to bend, and and Cap wasn't going to bend. So if neither right. side's going to bend, you're not playing. And right. Right. So. I would say I do think Flores would probably bend a little bit because I do believe he wants to be head coach again. One, I'm not so sure his style would fit, but two, I just don't see the NFL, any NFL team hiring him for at least a few years. Now, I'm going to throw a dark horse out there for you. Cliff Kingsbury. No. Although there is rumors that if McVay stays, Kingsbury is going to wind up being his OC. Oh, that and would I'll, be that could be a good fit. It would be a great fit. And I've long believed that Kingsbury is a better coordinator than he is a head coach. Yes, and again, you take away all that pressure, and that could be an absolutely a good situation because. You know, McVay could do a little less of the day-to-day grindy stuff and, you know, let this guy go do this work. How about... Uh, what, what did you think about Dan Quinn? What do you think about him? No. No. Another retread. You know, the Rams have shown themselves to be more a progressive-thinking franchise. They're going to want a coach who's forward-thinking. They're going to want to, you know, Lesty's not going anywhere. And let's not forget, they do have they do have a reload coming or a rebuild, however you want to frame it. It's coming. I don't agree that it's next year. I think they'll try and make one more run if McVay comes back. I, and I, well, let's, let's bring this back around, Mike, because I these are the reasons why I don't believe necessarily that McVay is going to leave. I think when you look at it, you're an athlete. You've been there. You've done that. You remember, you know, how things go. If you have a chance with the core you have to basically redeem yourselves from 2022, do you not go for it or do you leave? Well, I, I just go back to just the time constraints and commitments and the money. It's just kind of a no-brainer. And the fact that you're now recently married, I, I think it's just a no-brainer. You you just can't pass up that type. It's it's a deal. But on the same token, the money would be there next year, too. But he's wanted. And well, that's true. That's Earth. true. That's knows. true, but if, if if you are taking a a year sabbatical, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. How about Lincoln Riley? Oh, I don't see that happening. He just got to USC again. You I said mean, forward thinking. I know, I know, but do you think USC is gonna let him go so easily? Just got there. Of course they're not going to let him go so easily. You're going to have to pay. But you know what? Let, you know, if you want to keep going college minds, you know, there's a certain school whose offensive head football coach has been, has been developing receivers and quarterbacks for like the last five years like crazy. 
You know who that guy is? Yeah. Who is it? Bobby Petrino. No, not Petrino. <laughs> His name is Ryan Day, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, Ryan Day, man. And his name has not been mentioned. I, of course, don't want him to leave. But right. He's producing NFL-level talent left and right. He's developing NFL-level talent left and right. Right. Um, so would it surprise me if someone started knocking on his door instead of Harbaugh's? And I'm just throwing names out there. I don't really think he's a factor. But would it surprise me at this point? No. Forward-thinking guy, still pretty young. Um, has had a little bit of criticism here in Ohio over not making it through some of these big games late. But, you know, the, the record in terms of talent development and the and the Rams need to develop some talent right now. So, I, you know, I also think, again, go look at the Cincinnati coaching staff. Look at the uh, Chargers coaching staff. Look at the Lions coaching staff. That's your triangle. I'm not as much the Packers coaching staff. They've seen some changes there, and they're not really playing the way uh, um, a McVay team plays. So that coaching triangle, the Lions, the Bengals, the Chargers, that's where I, if you're going to see them poaching play, poaching coaches uh, to try and draw them back, maybe even head coach, that's what I'll keep my eye on. That's the McVay coaching tree. And if the Rams can't have McVay, they're going to get one of his apprentices. And, you know, that, that coaching tree has been pretty successful. It really has been. Look at what Zach Taylor's done in the Bengals. Oh, for sure. Day. Yeah. So, there, there we go. We're getting later here, folks. And <laughs> a couple of things. I, I know I, I stressed them in the show. The idea the Rams are done, like their future is awful. I don't think so, Mike. I just don't see it. I, I see a team that has one last run in them. I see a team that has more flexibility in their cat space than people realize. It all is not lost. We saw players like Tutu Atwell uh, developing, making some plays. We saw the, the re-emerge of Cam Akers. I think there's a lot to be excited for when everybody comes back healthy. And if McVay comes back and Aaron Donald comes back and chooses not to retire, I think they have one more run in them. But, you know, call me a homer on that if you want. I'm looking at that and going, this team is not, doesn't have to be done yet. No, no. I mean, again, when you look at the the roster, you go down there. Higby came on. He showed he's dependable. Obviously, Allen Robinson started coming on, got injured. Uh, Cooper Cuff should be back. Uh, we'll see what happens with Baker Mayfield, but you know, some questions I think still are surrounding uh, how Matthew Stafford and what it really is. Personally, again, personally, I believe his wife has some, I don't want to say say, but I'm going to say some heavy influence. And maybe what he does, but he's already stated, yeah, I'm not going out like I did this year. It seems like he'll be back. But I think with everything that's happened in the last, you know, number of weeks, everybody that's playing this game is going to reassess how much they really want to play it. But to your point, when you go down the roster and you can go down to every position, I just think we need a few more guys 
at the O-line, whether it was scheme last year or just the fact that guys were just a different revolving door, flip a coin on who was going to be starting for the Rams. Uh, you, you got some solid players at other positions. You know, obviously we talked about uh, a guy like Aaron Donald. Absolutely. If he said, hey, man, it's a wrap. Yeah, that's going to do a lot for that defense. But if he say, you know what, I'm back. I actually have something to prove because the more I've looked at tape, yeah, I'm not going out like that either. So uh, I, I think it's more of a reload type of situation. Key guys get healthy, can stay healthy longer next year. And again, a lot will depend on who the head coach is. And that's the thing. I think the fate of the immediate future of the Rams rests on Sean McVay. This is his team. And they can go out there and they can bring in another another great coach. But there really is only one Sean McVay. There really is only one Zach Taylor in the world and so on and so forth. And you might find that next guy. It's like the Rams just happened. They did just find Sean McVay in 2016, 2017. They might just find this guy that – but. The Rams are in a different position. In 2016, the Rams were just a really a head coach and a quarterback away from competing. And this time, the Rams are a team that's nucleus is getting older. They've probably got one good run left in them. But, you know, if Stafford retires, if, if Dahl retires, if Sean McVay walks away, this is a team that will officially enter the rebuilding stage. And with that comes a whole different offseason. So, folks, buckle up. Hopefully, within a few days, we know where they're going. Yeah, my prediction is, oh, I don't know. Should I make a prediction? Yeah. Are you going to make should. one? I am. All right. So, rocks, you know, do a rock, paper, scissors over the audio here. See who gets to go first on this? Okay. Oh, wait, you can't see, sir, so never mind. All right, I'll go. <laughs> um, I'll make a prediction that's probably going to be wrong. So... I think he stays. I think he looks at it. Yeah, I know the money's there. I know the money. You know, the, he's not going to say no. I think the only thing that keeps you though is that, you know, you don't want to walk away and look in the mirror in five years and wonder what if. And you know, if he come, if he's thinking, okay, you know what, we got one more run in us. Let's do one more, and then I'll move on. That would be my mindset. Like, just go get one last shot, so you can leave a winner, and leave, you know, meeting this challenge. But. That's my prediction. Mike? Uh, I'm going to predict, but I want to just say something real quick. You say one more run, but you don't want it to be a repeat of this year. Now you have two years at the end that were like, "Mm mm-mm. So now it looks like it could be coaching. So that's why I'm thinking he would more or less take this year off, sabbatical, come back refreshed, or do something like that as opposed to running dependent on what guys think. My prediction is going to be something that's way out of the box. Well, don't make us wait. Go. It's Kevin Stefanski gets let go of the Browns, and he's in a Ram uniform if McVay leaves. Yeah, I got nothing for that one. I'm out here in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. I think Kevin Stefanski, 
isn't done in Ohio yet. I think that if Watson starts the entire year for them, things are different. There's a, that's a loaded. That's a team with a lot of talent. Um, but uh, you know, I don't think he deserves to be fired. I also don't think he deserves to be hired. I think he's got himself to prove. So there you go. All right. Well, folks, there you go. This is our post mortem of the Ram season as we look at the coaching problems. There's a lot more to talk about. There's a lot of league wide. Um, the opponents for next year release. We'll take a look at those opponents. And I, oh my gosh, I'm not sure which game I want to go to next year if I can go to one at all. We'll talk about it. For Mike and the entire team, we're out of here. Talk to you soon. Out of here.